Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, it's Jackie Cation And you are listening to The Dork Forest The website's JackieCation.com DorkForest.com TheDorkForest.com if you like a determiner Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and video. Vilmos works on JackieCation.com. And Mike Rickberg uh, sang the song with his wife, Sarah. He composed it, and he will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening to The Dorks Forest. Here's a scoop. I'm doing stand-up online. A lot of Zoom shows will eventually go back on the road. Sign up for my email list. It's easy to get off. It's harder to get on than it is to get off. And no harm, no foul. If ever bored, JackieCasia.com, sign up for the email list. You'll find out about my weekly Zoom shows and stand up on the road eventually. You may donate to the show if you would like. I would like. Sure, I would. There's PayPal, Jackie at JackieCasia.com, and there is a PayPal button on both ZorkForest.com and JackieCasia.com, and there's Venmo, if you like Venmo, Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. If you have listened to all of the shows, go to dorkforest.bandcamp.com, I think. The Dork Forest has a Bandcamp page. You can listen to a, but a lot of ones that are free from pre 2000 nine when I started pre-recording and uh, then there's uh, live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks so I charge you a couple of bucks there's also some stand-up there's a story uh, album that's very exciting there and um, other than that I have a lot of merch in my garage feel free to order if you know anybody who doesn't have any CDs or the DVD and uh, you can follow me everywhere at Jackie Cation let's get into the show Hi, I'm Jackie Cation, and uh, yes, it's the Dork Forest again. You've chosen wisely. Let's let's get into it. Uh, here's a scoop. I'm in my garage, but Al- Allison uh, Libby is over there in the East Coast. Welcome to Hi. the program, Allison Libby. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Right. Great. Yeah. Anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. Just uh, talking to another human face. Yeah. Always nice. Any connection is is worth having at this point. <laughs> exactly. And I will say this is that um, I had your co-host of the 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 horror ruined a horror movie yes. podcast, Hallie <laughs> ruined, uh, yeah. Kiefer, uh, called Ruined, and uh, we had a lovely talk. It was probably two episodes ago now. And She's the best. That's so great. I'm so glad you like, uh, my, I used to have a co-host on the Dork Forest back in oh. uh, 2006 to like 2008, wow. I think, 2009. Oh. It's it's hard to imagine that period of time. <laughs> like oh, right, 2006. Right. It feels right. so, it, it sounds so long ago. Wow. I mean, it is a long time ago. It was 15 years ago now, 14 know, years ago, so long ago. Yeah. Wow. It's banana land, but really uh, he was a good egg. And when he d- decided to leave, uh, there are some of our friends. It was early days. It was the wild Ooh. west of podcasting. Ooh. And uh, some people had broken up their friendships. And I and we decided, Joe Wilson and I, uh, that the Dork Forest didn't make enough money for us to break a friendship over. Yeah. Or it was just a that. podcast. So it was fine. Right. And yeah. And as much as I podcast and I love doing it and, and he liked doing it, but he wanted to kind of do his own thing. And I was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it. 
because yeah. I like hearing about people's dorkdoms. Yeah. So, by the way, it's Allison Libby. Uh, usually, uh, yes, Libby. And Allison has one L, and one Libby L. is spelled L E I B Y. Correct. So, it'll be in the notes, folks. Follow her. Yeah. Check out the podcast. It sounds hilarious. I like the idea of ruining it's a horror. It's so fun. Slumber, real slumber party vibes. <laughs> Just kind of. The two of us hanging out, Hallie scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, I enjoy that a great deal. Yeah. So, um, I, so I asked for a list of your dorkdoms. Yes. And I have to say, the thing that popped out was otters. <gasps> oh man, I don't know it's, how long you can talk about otters, but I don't know anything about otters. They're not probably, beavers. That's what I know. They're not beavers. Um, I so for my birthday this year, um, which happened, it was in the winter. So like we were all deep in the pandemic. We knew that everything was virtual at this point. Um, A group of my friends got together and one of the aquarium, the shed aquarium was doing these virtual otter meet and greets. And so we did like we all were on Zoom and like met met, we met an otter. (laughs) Uh, That Um, sounds epic. I want that to happen forever now. It was so much fun um it was like mostly children's birthday party like because like you know there were like 20 people zooming in or whatever and it was mostly you know a kid having a birthday party and then i was like it's also my birthday i'm 37 (laughs) (laughs) and i just think that they're great (laughs) yeah yeah it was we learned a lot they are i just love watching them i feel like they're so they're so human but then also so not like i like how they hold hands and like I was going to say, like, please elaborate have, on the humanity of otters. Yeah, uh, they hold hands in the in when they're sleeping and they're floating so that they don't float away from each other, which is very sweet. Are they freshwater? I think there are both. I think there's river otters and then sea otters. And sea otters are like the bigger furry ones. City mouse, um, country mouse. Yes, they really are. I learned a piece of information on my otter zoom, okay. <laughs> which was that a square inch of an otter's fur, yes. like a, a square inch of an otter on its body, has a, the same amount of fur as an entire German shepherd. Oh my gosh, super dense. That's, I know. So that's how they stay warm in the cold water, because they're like a cold water critter. They're a cold uh, water critter. We we believe yeah. them to be both kinds of, of, of salt and fresh waters. Yes. And the where did you go? The shed? Shed, S-H-E-D-D, I think. And I think that's, that's the name in of Chicago. The okay. Yeah, Chicago I think that's aquarium. the Chicago Aquarium. Though I could be wrong and that would be a terrible... <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I, I have do. no idea where this otter was. It's like <laughs> someone's house. <laughs> it was OnlyFans. Yes. Uh, so but the, the crazy thing is, is you can... Uh, I could just Google Shed Aquarium and it will tell me. And yeah, I am going true. to see if they still have that because... Oh, I think they do. Yeah. My birthday's in July. We don't know if we'll yeah. still be doing this damn thing. We have thing. no idea. So uh, they have a penguin one too. They got a couple different animals there, oh, and you can meet you can visit. some different animals. Yeah. So we picked otters because I was like, they're just so cute. They, they look so silly. They do look silly, and they're uh, they're. But I'm I keep picturing a beaver. What do otters do yeah. for the world? I mean, uh, beavers uh, sadly died and made us all much warmer. I don't think yeah. anyone was wearing otter pelts, were they? I don't think so. I don't. Th- okay. I don't think that their fur is like desirable for like people to wear. I mean, for I don't human think that monsters any- to wear. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't. Also, I also don't think that any animal has fur that people should be wearing. Um, but uh, I don't think like I don't think that it's like soft. Okay. Like it. It strikes me having not been able to actually pet the otters because this was all digital. Um, it feels like it would be very oily. 
for some reason. Okay. You know, right. that's the vibe right. I get from otters, like that they're all, they're struggling with a combination like dry and oily skin <laughs> as I, another reason I think I connect to Neutrogena, the, you guys have <laughs> thought about getting yourself a potion. Um, yes. <laughs> well, the thing that what, what cracks me up is that I think we've, we've exhausted otters. Yeah, I think we talked a lot. I mean, there's not a lot to say about them. No, I think that somebody somebody has followed otters. Like, you know, there's been some otter stalking (laughs) in someone else's life. You are a casual otter lover. Yeah, I just think they're neat. You're not wrong. Marge Simpson quote. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're neat. Um, They are. It's uh, okay. So I'm going to go to the top one last just because I I do think that you'll be able to expound on this for at least uh, seven years. But let's oh, try. There is no shortage of, t- of time I could spend talking about that topic. So right. <laughs> we'll so get let's there. go to snack plates. I did an entire episode once about charcuterie. Really? Uh, is that what you're talking about? I'm more uh, like I'm a snack meal person. So like I just oh. like at home, which like has been such a wonderful, not wonderful. Nothing about the pandemic has been wonderful. Um, but make lemonade. Because I, I eat all my meals at home, so I get to pick what I'm eating, right. you know, a lot more easily. And I like to have just like a plate where I'm like, I want some chips, and I also want some carrots and celery, but I also want some cheese, and I want like some leftover chicken. Right, and I right. like I like to just like I like having a little bit of everything. You've and created I think that's your the own best buffet. way to eat. <laughs> It's yes. sort of like yes, I personal would like buffet. A personal buffet. I would like a, a tiny bit. I'm going to try the cabbage today. It's yeah. A, yes. Sometimes in stand-up comedy, you work in a in a in a casino that'll have a yes. free oh, yes free buffet, and that's great on a Tuesday. By Saturday, mm-hmm. you've actually witnessed what's happening. Yes. Uh, and the prime rib is turned into stroganoff, and you're yeah. like, I'm kind of done. Yeah, they're uh, like it's the same food reconstituted as as long as we can legally p- provide right. it. <laughs> These are this is a leftover situation, but yes. I mean the good thing is is you do get to try a little bit of everything. So I do like eating that way. I'm someone who just really wants a little taste of it. Like when I eat at a like if, if a group of people is ever able to all go to dinner together again, which right. I have my fingers crossed that that's a reality for at least 2022. Better happen. <laughs> um, I'm like, okay, well, let's all order different things so we can all share everything. And people are like, well, I don't know. I just want to like order my dish. And some I'm like, people no, no, don't no, no, like we have to sharing. Share. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. But that's why I go in being like, I would like to have a snack meal here. So snack everyone meal. just let snack me, meal. Let me take a deep, deep dive because this is the interview style of the Dork Forest, right. which yes. is what, what kind of chips? What are your, what are your three favorite kinds of chips? I got to say. There are no, there are few things as enjoyable on earth as a fresh bag of Ruffles. Ooh, Ruffles just, the potato chip. Ruffles the potato chip. It's a classic. They don't, you know, they. Right. They have, it's hard to beat, like, opening a fresh bag of those and having, like, you know, bef- you know, the bottom is all shards, but yep. the, like, top <laughs> ones are still, like, perfect, round. Right. So salt. They're so salty. I love a very salty chip. Oh, you enjoy us. Do you ever get the I'm salt a, or, yeah. and vinegar? I like this. a salt and vinegar. I can't mm-hmm. eat a ton of them, which again is great for snack life because yeah. you're only having a little bit of everything. <laughs> um, I live a snack life, and <laughs> I like snack life. Snack life is uh, is a valid. It's a valid existence. I uh, yes. so here's my next question: What's a cheese? Do you like what kind of cheeses do you enjoy? I mean, you know, if I'm doing a full on fancy, like I'm gonna do, you know mimic a, a charcuterie meat and cheese situation, sure. then I'll like explore the worlds of like. A Telegio, a Comte. Wow. Maybe get, maybe get like a funky blue in there. Maybe some like soft 
you know, some soft cheeses. If I'm just putting together like a little standard lunch snack plate for me and also potato chips have come into the mix, I like just a real basic grocery store cheddar. A cheddar. Just uh, a the basic two cheddar cheeses, sharp. The two che- uh, cheeses you mentioned earlier. What the hell are those cheeses? We're, we're, I'm Delicious. from Wisconsin. I've never heard of oh, such a so cheese. You're, yes. Uh, um, they're Telegio's Italian and Comte, I believe, is French. Okay. Are um, they a sharp? Are they a mild? Are they're they a both, soft or a hard? So Telegio is kind of soft. Okay. Um, it's, it's, betwe- it's not soft like brie. Right. But it is softer than like a cheddar or a gruyere. Okay. And yet, so it's kind and, of like in bet- nowhere near as hard as a Parmesan. No, not even close. There we go. So it's kind of like, but it's not like, you know, you're going to end up just kind of like spreading it. On right. Something. It's not a spread. It's a slice. It's an interesting. It's an in-betweener for me, which I find it to be because I like, I like hard cheese. Like I like something that I can cut into. I can bite into. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pro I like sharp a spreadable cheddar. cheese. Yeah. Me too. It's, it's hard to beat a sharp cheddar. It's the, it's the ruffles of cheese. Right. Right. Uh, I also a enjoy a Swiss. I like a Swiss. I do like a Swiss. Yeah. I like a Swiss. It's just... It's nice. You know. I like a brie, too, though, occasionally. It's not... It's sure. an occasional cheese for me. I feel like brie I only want if I'm having it with, like, the specific kind of accoutrement. Uh, oh. Like, where I'm like, certain kinds of crackers. This like, is if a, I just have, like, This is a Segundi random... or something. This is like, <laughs> someone has planned out yes. several several parts of a meal. Yeah. And there's going to be I a have... cheese plate. There, yes, exactly. <laughs> right. I want there to be like a little bit of honey or some kind of like mostarda or jam or, you know, I want to be able to like kind of assemble a real flavor explosion for Brie. You know, what's uh, unfortunate, the thing I'm about to say, which is yeah. that the episode I did about charcuterie, I can't remember who I did it with, but Aww. all I remember <laughs> is that she recommended an Instagram about charcuterie that I now currently follow. So oh, I don't know that I'm following the great person who talked to me about charcuterie, but the one that we both <laughs> like is ain't too proud to Meg M E G too proud to I believe Meg. her name is Meg. I don't know a lot about I her. So. I've She's only like, I'm Janet. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen her hands. So, um, oh. because she does time lapsed uh, yes. craziness. So, yeah. Okay. So we got, we, we got Jesus. Um, where do you stand on a baby carrot bag of or regular size carrot? You know, I like both. Okay. I think yeah. like I I think at the end of the day would I prefer a regular size carrot that I've peeled and cut up? Like, yeah, I think they have more flavor. Yeah. But I'm also right. a lazy person and I want to open up a bag and just start eating. Right. And somebody, I don't know who gave me a bag of baby carrots, but I'm like, well, I'm in now. And yeah. I don't eat that many carrots. So I go in, I find all, almost everything I eat, I go in waves. Like I'll do a month of like, I'm having yogurt for breakfast. It's yogurt and granola with coffee every day. That's what I'm eating. And then like one day I'll wake up and be like, if I have to see a thing of yogurt right now, I'm going to punch a wall. (laughs) Like I need, I need to move on to cereal. Um, And I think that carrots for me kind of like come in and out of my life. Fair enough. I learned how to make (laughs) yogurt here in quarantine. uh, Quickly followed by me learning that I don't eat a lot of yogurt. Can you, so, when you make yogurt, does mm, it, is it like, is it a huge quantity? Like, can, is it only worth doing if you're going to make a lot? No. Uh, okay. cause you could make, uh, what I would make, you know, I, not the individual size ones, but like mm-hmm. sort of the quart size ones that you get mm-hmm. at the store. That's what uh-huh. I usually yeah. end up making. And they, and okay. it lasts for weeks. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. yogurt stays good. Yeah. It is not, it feels like it shouldn't. 
Right. And it isn't as thick as uh, store-bought yogurt. Uh, oh, okay. I probably await, I mean, I know my grandmother used to be very proud of how thick her yogurt was. Sure. Uh, yeah, you got you got to find you got to find your self esteem where you can, and yeah. um, so, but um, but it, it it wasn't hard. It was fiddly to begin with, and then it uh, then you're like, oh, I get it. Okay, I've so. never, I've I thought that in the pandemic that maybe I would be someone who starts making some things from scratch that normally I buy. Like, you know, I right. think about hummus, and I'm like, hummus is actually quite easy to make, and I don't understand. I I. It would be nice to have like fresh, good hummus that like I can control a little bit, and then I just never did it. And then you just bought <laughs> like, hummus again. And then I was like, I'll just, I live down the street from like one of the best Middle Eastern places, in my opinion, in Brooklyn. And so I'm like, why would I? Right. Why make, fight that like, fight? They're yeah. gonna do it better every single time. <laughs> right. I have that feeling about a lot of Armenian food, which is available mm-hmm. here in mm-hmm. Los Angeles uh, yes. anytime you might want it. So. That's the thing. Is like. If I if I'm craving that food, I want the best version of it, and it's never going to be me that that made it. <laughs> like as good as I get at making things, I'm right. never going to be as good as a restaurant that literally makes money selling that thing. So now that we've talked a little bit about, well, mm-hmm. I don't know, I because wait a minute, what about olives? You ever you ever you ever put an you olive know, on there? A pol- a polarizing thing about me is I don't love <laughs> olives. I know. I know. It's like, am I going to get canceled? Yes, I'm ready. I'll take it. I'll stand behind this. I'll apologize later. Um, sure. <laughs> but I, I don't that love it's polarizing. I feel polarized. <laughs> I, I get it. But I, I feel like people really, especially people who are snacky and like like eating a lot of the foods I like, you know, love olives and, and brine. And like, I like the flavor of olives and I just struggle a bit with the texture. Ah, and let me tell you something. How about pickles? Actually, love pickles. You love a pickle. I am a pickle. Say uh, a half, a bright a green half sour pickle. A bright green half sour pickle is just super garlicky, but right. still really crunchy. Oh, see, I can't. Yeah, I don't like a soft pickle. Yeah, uh, some people like a bread and butter or a, a sweet pickle. Mm-mm. That is not, not for me. me. Not yes. for me. All right, we're back. We've, we've, yeah, uh, we you guys, it. Rangers, uh, we, we full circle. <laughs> we finally, so, uh, I do love, I do love pickles. I almost always have them in my fridge and like, what about other things that are pickled? So a few years ago, actually many years ago, I was recapping top chef. I was part of the television recapper cottage industry. Yeah. Um, that was a hell of an industry for sure. That really was just like, you could just make money watching TV. I right. mean, you had You're to like, write something. I am on but, board. And yeah. I and used like, to read you know, the hell out of them too. So oh, all of them, any yeah. show I watched, I was like, there better be a recap I can read. And yeah. I'm like, what was my life? <laughs> Cause I don't know why, but the writing was delightful. It was, yeah, it was I nice always and really enjoyed. And, yeah. Yeah. You get your personality in there a bit, but also there's some structure. You don't have to like become a writer who has to have like thoughts and opinions you get to be like this is what happened in the elimination challenge and also <laughs> i'm eating snacks like you know and padma right. wore another jumpsuit why does she get to look so great you know there's yeah, yeah. all those things yeah um and one of the contestants who was then on if you're a top chef person which i am yep um melissa king was a she just won top chef all-stars but when she was on her first season uh, I was recapping it and, you know, we followed each other on Twitter and she was like, hey, I hope this isn't weird. I'd love to like send you just a little like snack box. And I was like, well, you're already speaking my language. Right. <laughs> and like I was like, this is because she was, a, I think, a personal chef or a private chef at the time. And she was like, I just have some like things that I, like she made her own granola. She made, you know, a, a wow. nice jar of like spicy pumpkin soup. 
She gave me some spice nuts and she gave me a small jar of these super spicy pickled garden vegetables. And it was like little carrots, little onions, maybe radish, just like other, just like cr- yeah. it was super crunchy. And there was like, there was a spice, but there was like a hint of, they were some of the best pickled anything I've ever had. It sounds and amazing. It- I, you know, that was maybe my first uh, encounter or like first time really liking pickled things that weren't traditional pickles. There is something, uh, and, and the implication is that it's Armenian, and uh, maybe it is. <laughs> uh, I don't even speak Armenian. I can do church and food, which is okay. why I've never seen that. Which this food makes me slightly suspicious, but also unmoved. Okay. Because right. here's the thing. There is a chicken, fast food chicken restaurant in Los Angeles called Zanku Chicken. Familiar. And they have a, a, a beautiful bar, gar- garlic butter side that is uh, a delight. But whatever you order anything, whether it's a chicken sandwich or just whatever chicken you order, plate, yeah. you get a side of pickled turnips and mm-hmm. pepperoncinis. Yes. And pickled turnips, here's the thing about pickled turnips. Mm-hmm. I want two. I want two strips and I'm done. And they've given me That's- 30 because turnips are free. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I end up throwing them away and they're like, well, you could keep them in a jar. And I was like, no, the next time I go to Zanku Chicken, which will be sooner than me hunting around looking for a pickled turnip. Truly. I think in general, like things like pickled vegetables and stuff, like I'm like, I only really, again, like I'm a snack, but I think like some things you only want in a small quantity. I want a couple bites to like get that like crisp, like, you know, it's nice to balance out like a greasy meal or like chicken or like, but I want just like a bite or two. I don't need, it's not a side dish. (laughs) Right. Right. This isn't, I know it's a vegetable, but it isn't my vegetable. Yes. And and I will. I feel that. I really feel that. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that there's a better way to pickle turnips. There probably is. And uh, because I I think you're right about pickled vegetables is that it's a skill. And and I've had really good ones. And I've also had super mediocre ones that came in jars that people were proud of and were willing to charge me $7 for. And, That's a letdown. It's a, yeah, a bit of a drag. So, um, okay. So what else? So now the chicken. Yeah. Uh, I have to, I have to admit, do you, do you, do you cook your own chicken or do you end up buying little rotisseries? I mean, I love a grocery store rotisserie chicken. Yeah, they are. I, I just think like they're easy. They feed you for several days. I'm a, I'm they're a single person. Free. They're like six or six. Yeah, yeah. It's like $7 for a whole chicken that is seasoned and cooked better than I, like, I'd say a few times a year, I'll roast a chicken. Okay. Yeah. Or like, you know, like roast a full chicken and be like, all right, now I'll just kind of like pick at this like a raccoon for a week, um, <laughs> which is how I'll eat. Yes. I mean, I cook like, I mean, I cook a lot. So like, I'll have like, I'll make steak. I'll like, you know, make, make other a meats. bunch of, I'll make a bunch of like chicken breasts or thighs or something like that. So I'll have that around. I also, I am a chicken tender aficionado. Oh. I love a chicken tender. I love a chicken finger. I think that like they are absolutely a great food. <laughs> Wait, even from McDonald's? So not I don't I don't do fast food chicken uh, or this, meat and you're smart to not do it because or meat and gen- not because it doesn't taste good, but like I I just you know there are certain everybody has their arbitrary lines that they're like <laughs> I'm not going to eat this that I'm a certain age and I'm tracking my health in a certain way and this is a thing I won't eat. even though like I will eat an entire pizza by myself like but. That's Delivered a line by yeah. a person. Yes. yes, exactly. So it's sort of a fast food pizza. And yes. yeah, but um, 
I love, but I love, and I keep, um, and like chicken nuggets, chicken, like I just, I love fried chicken. I just, everything in that world, it's delicious. And like, I keep frozen these very fancy, um, like they're like all hormone free white meat in like organic breadcrumbs, like whatever, these like chicken nuggets that are for, I guess, rich kids. Right. And right, I entirely. keep them in my, I keep them in my freezer You're an and adult. I'll just, you get to what I get to what's the brand name on that. They are Earth's best. Okay. Well, they're not they're not screwed around. <laughs> no, they are they are they come in a blue bag or box mm-hmm. and they are I will take out like four or five of them. They're super low calorie cuz they're four children, so like Yeah. They're meant to be healthier. Right. Um and I will coat them in Old Bay because I am from Maryland and I put Old Bay on everything. What is Old Bay? Old Bay is the best season. It is the seasoning that most people associate with crabs and shellfish. Oh, okay. It's like very is it kind a of seasonal like spicy, mix? salty. Yeah, it's a seasoning mix. It comes in like a little yellow and blue and red. I've, I've seen it. Tin. I, I, yeah, there's you've no definitely way seen that it I'm in not... a grocery. You've seen okay. it at a grocery store yeah. in the seafood section. Just kind of like in Maryland, like you could buy it at Seven Eleven. Okay, um, it's just it's just everywhere in Mar- and it's. To me, the just best instead flavor. of salt, people are like, "I'm just gonna put some old bay." Yeah, on I'll just sprinkle some old. I put it on popcorn. I put it on eggs. I put it on everything. Okay. Um, but I put it on these chicken nuggets, and like, I'll heat those up, and I'll so I'll have like three or four little chicken nuggets on my snack plate with like the chips and the pickle and the cheese and the yeah. carrots. And like, very nice. Just a little, a little protein, a little, little pr- treat. You gotta, you gotta treat it up. Uh, yeah. Here is where now let's backpedal. I okay. always I'm always curious about this. You're ordering, <laughs> you're in a restaurant. Think back to 2019. Right. You're in a restaurant, you're having a personal pan pizza. What do you get on it? Oh man. Not, you know, not pan, I think it's just a personal size. Just a personal pizza. pizza. Yeah. I guess it depends on what the restaurant is and like if it's a like nice Italian place that really has that like knows what they're doing, I would be more adventurous. Oh, um, and do what and does, maybe how like that defined. Maybe do like uh, you know, if there's like a prosciutto and arugula kind of situation, like I would do that oh, okay. at a certain restaurant. Okay. But if we're just talking about a standard yeah. pizza place, I am a no frills. Like I like a plain cheese pizza a lot of the time. Just a like that's New York classics. That's that's yeah, New York for it's you. It's true because you're just like I don't know what is happening over here, but that cheese pizza just came out of the yeah, oven. I just want so, that fresh, yeah. greasy slice. Yeah, that's what I like. But I also uh, I'm a big peppers and onions person. Bell pepper, onion. Yeah, green. Yeah, green bell pepper. Uh-huh. Fresh, you know, some onion. Right. Uh, and at certain places, I'll go pepperoni, which most places I won't. I don't like a big thin pepperoni like the large that are like silver dollar sized i like i like the little ones ones that get crispy right right and also our tiny receptacles of grease oil yes Yes. they're little uh grease cups yeah uh i carl hess calls them savory gushers which i think is a great uh explanation (laughs) of what they are guys uh would inadvertently designed my christmas card uh because he took an amazing (laughs) picture of Two palm trees that were on fire here in Los Angeles. And so I printed that picture, uh, gave him photo credit, and then wrote Happy Holidays over it. So perfect. Carl Hess. (laughs) Uh, But here's here's my thing about pizza. I will eat, of course, the thing with pizza is that you will eat whatever pizza there is because it is pizza. It's in front of me. I will eat it. Uh, Yes. And, uh, And so if someone else has ordered pizza, and it's weird. 
or it has something on it that I don't like. I'm like, hmm, I guess I'll figure that out around yeah. the eating yes. of this pizza. Yes. But when alone in a personal pan pizza, the only things that I will order on a pizza are mushroom, black olive, and onion. I like mushroom too. Yeah. And mushroom then, is a good. But what now I'm I'm in a relationship and the person <laughs> that I am in a relationship with enjoys meatballs or some mm. sort of other meat on a pizza. And meat on a pizza makes a pizza a little too greasy for me sometimes. It's a lot for me, too. But I've gotten used to it because uh, he's willing to do mushrooms and black olives and onions as well. All right. So there's some compromise there. Pe- I feel like pizza's, pizza's often about compromise. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I have to write that down. Pizza. Yes. Pizza is often about compromise. <laughs> Like, even, like, I already said I don't like olives. Yeah. But, like, if there was pizza that had olives, I would either just eat it yeah. <laughs> or, like, happily we'll just pick off the olives and eat it and have no problem. Whereas there are other foods where if I don't like something, I guess, like, they come off easily. Right. Like, p- a pizza topping inherently is easy to remove. Right, right. Because um, I actually, uh, I, there was a, a bad, there was a bad couple of years where there were too many green bell peppers in my life. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I am overwhelmed. By green bell peppers. And other times yes. I just eat them and go, yeah. oh, yeah, remember those years? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so it's, you got to, you know, again, it's all ebbs and flows with food. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to fight that fight some days. Some right. days that's not the hill I'm dying on. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So uh, what about crackers? You ever do a cracker instead of a chip? I love crackers, oh. especially if I've got some cheese. Right? I like cracker. I like cheese, cracker, grape. That's like a go-to for me. Or apple. Oh, that is nice. That is nice. I like that. That's a nice. And I love Triscuits. I love everything that Triscuit is doing. <laughs> I also, you know, they've got, they, they like Triscuit, I feel like seven years ago was like, what if we made a thousand flavors yeah. and none of them made sense? And everybody was like, yeah, we're going to buy those. <laughs> like, I'm going to, like, there was one I tried and I don't even... Like, I like a salty sweet mix. Like, I just said I like, you know, a yeah. grape with my cheese or an apple. But, like, I don't love over, like, they had one flavor and it was, like, fig and olive oil. And I was like, how would this be good? There's just no way it's going to be good. And I had it with a little bit of, like, a tangy cheese. And I was like, well, this is maybe one of the best things I've ever eaten. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> like, I was like, you guys, you got me. Trisket, you win. <laughs> right. Trisket win. Uh, here's where I'm sort of at that with Oreo. Uh, yes. the Oreos are doing some weird, not enough. Yeah. Like I, I'm not a huge cookie person. Um, mm-hmm. so I, here's what I want them to have all year long that, are, that I couldn't even find them at all this year, uh, was the peppermint bark, peppermint bark Oreos. Yeah. I love a mint chocolate combo. Yeah. I think that there are a few things. This is something Hallie and I have disagreed on many times. Oh, she does not like she. Does, I think that mint is a great like I love a mint Milano cookie. That's oh, like sounds delightful. It's great. Yeah. It's just a a, refreshing. An Andes mint. Oh, that's a mint. That's a tiny little candy bar. That's a tiny little candy bar that is uh, quite honestly made out of that weird tr- plastic chocolate. Yeah. Andes mint and those donuts. I have to be in a certain mm-hmm. mood to have such a because it's right. a plasticky chocolate. There is specific, yeah, taste like craving. Yeah, where it's like, but like sometimes I'm like, wow, I wish I had one of those right now. Yeah, oh, right. Like we'll hit a gas station. Not often, but right. yes, you'll hit a gas station. You're like, is today that day? And yeah. Most days it is not, but some no. days it's a glorious day. It's just gonna hit you, and you're like, this is it, and I have to follow my truth, which is eating. <laughs> fake chocolate right a plastic (laughs) chocolate donut uh sometimes when i'm on the road andy will get the big ones from entenmann's 
And oh, was, sure. And yes. I was like, there's like six full-size donuts in there. And he's also very thin. Uh, mm. And uh, mm. yeah, he likes to run. There's all things. Mm. We, what what, the, what I'm Can't really relate. saying is I've won the lottery as far as how yes. healthy and <laughs> handsome he is. And yes. uh, this <laughs> doesn't accelerate or do any of that. So, um, but it's, <laughs> but at least I don't buy a box of full-size donuts. Yes, that's where yes. that's where I, I I feel like I've I've grown as a person. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I feel when I was younger and my we were a snack food family. Like our house was the house that had the Chips Ahoy, the Ruffles. Oh, okay, all you know, all we my parents like snack food too, and and they're like you know relatively like everything we we ate salad and vegetables with every right. dinner. Like we were we were healthy ish, but like definitely also still like. I mean, to this day, if I showed up at my parents' house and there was not a bag of Hershey Kisses in the fridge, I would, I'd be like, something happened to mom. Like, I don't know where she is, but <laughs> what if she needs to her? rectify this. Yeah. Um, and when I was younger, I would be like unable to control myself around, like, especially the sweet stuff, like cook, like I could eat a sleeve of Chips Ahoy and like not even think about it. Right. And as I've gotten older, I've been like, oh, I want to buy cookies or candy in my house, but I get anxious. I'm like, oh, am I just going to eat it all? And right. I've like learned that like, oh, I actually like don't like eating sweets. That much. Right, right. Not <laughs> actually eating all of the things yes. makes you appreciate the one that you ate. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, I don't find myself. I mean, there are certain things where I'm like, this is a dangerous slope for me in this house and chips are, you know, certainly more in that category. But you know, I can keep candy around and it's not a crisis level event. Right. right. Well, and I also have tricked myself into thinking that all the candy and cookies in the house are Andy's. And, oh, that's nice. And so when I was you a get child. You sign ownership. Yes. yes. And when I was a child, you couldn't eat other people's food. Like, because right. there'd be treats that other people would buy kind of for the, I'm the youngest of six. Yeah. And oh, okay. so, and, and so it, there had to be, <laughs> there had to be a, there had to be a line there. Yes. So if I, if I just go, well, those, that isn't mine. It's uh, a, you don't get that. That's Uh, a great uh, exercise. Right. Because my problem is not, and I, and I do genuinely think I have a food issue, but it's, (laughs) and, and it's just to to no one's surprise, but the, uh, but I think it's not what I'm eating. It's literally how much I'm eating. Mm -hmm. It's just quantity rather than quality. And uh, it's, I, I use it as a tool to, to, you know, sort of keep the voices at bay sometimes. And absolutely. uh, and uh, here's something that he does that I don't do, though. I have to find a couple of things that I do, it turns out, yeah. that uh, that I do better. Uh, interesting. That's in- what a relationship is. Uh, <laughs> Finding the things that you do better <laughs> than your partner. <laughs> Let's split this. And um, is that he eats standing up. Do you eat standing up? Because of the snack plate thing might encourage it. I do graze in my kitchen because my kitchen is like full of snacks. Right. But I and, can kind of stand in the kitchen and just, and just pick and go or, or like, and you know, I've, and now I've go assembled and- half the plate and I'm waiting for the chicken nuggets to continue heating up in the oven. Mm-hmm. I'll start, you know, I'm like, I could have a celery. I could have a little piece of cheese. Like, right. you know, I, I could, I feel like in life I used to eat standing up so much more than I do now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Like now I'm like, I could be sitting. There's no reason not to be sitting. <laughs> I've been sitting all day. I'm going to sit all night. Right. I <laughs> guess I'm my house. I stood up. And I and haven't left it in there. a year. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh, my God. And oh, God, <laughs> I just took uh, I just took some road work in mid-April because. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I got the first that's shot. Exciting. Yeah. That's great. Oh, yeah. that's great. Yeah. So I'm like excited for, you know, this next 
phase. Well, I'm, it's so weird because I was so annoyed and so annoyed and so jumping at the bit, jumping at the bit. And now that I've gotten the first, I'm like, no, I'm used to being going nowhere and staying in my yeah. house and, and literally, you know, just not standing anywhere near anyone and just leaving a tip underneath a coaster outside my door when people <laughs> deliver things. And, yes. uh, and now I have to re- rejoin, you know, society. Yes. And yes. not just on Zoom. So it's going to be an interesting few months as everybody kind of like recalibrates. Yeah, we got to recalibrate. <laughs> it's uh, speaking. So we're, we're, in, we're you're inside the whole year. Inside. And one of your dorkdoms was the houseplants. Mm-hmm. Houseplants. I Did just you have them love before? them. Have you always? I've, I had houseplants before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, but the pandemic, as I said, I am a single person who lives alone. So they are all of the engagement that I had for the year. <laughs> it's just, I had, I even like, I, I felt like I knew when I lost it early in the pandemic, which was when I, on my Instagram stories, cause I had to water all my plants all the time. Um, and started doing videos of like them watering them and being like, girl, you're so drunk. Like, just <laughs> acting like we were like going out. Um, and like, you know, and then I was like, I guess this is me, um, you know, losing my mind, but also like needing the outlet of like writing some jokes and coping. like performing. It's called um, coping. and just coping, yes. getting through the day. But I now have so many because I I just moved to a new apartment, but my previous apartment, which was five blocks away, mm-hmm. um, was above a plant store, and so oh wow, coming home, I would come home from work and I'd be like, let will see if they got anything. Just a little, just a little buddy. I'll just get a little thing yeah. to bring and like. All of a sudden, I blinked. I was like, "Why do I have fourteen house plants? Like, it's so many. They outnumber me in a way where they could eat. There could be a mutiny, and it would be over. Like, I would be gone. Right? Are any of them Venus flytraps? No, I won't. I won't play with the ones that eat living things. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, well, that I that's going to end poorly. Yeah. Talk about talk about ruined. Talk yes. about a horror film that's going to end badly. You're going to want vegan plants. Yes. By the way, I should probably tell people that who I'm talking to because we're we're at like 35 minutes. So yeah. uh, Allison yeah. uh, Libby is a comic and has a podcast called Ruined, and it is about ruining horror movies for her. Uh, yes. Hallie Kiefer. Uh, loves them and has gotten to watch them. So you get both yes. sides of watching a horror movie. Yes. If you're a scaredy cat like me, mm-hmm. like, great. You never have to see that movie and you get to know what happens in it, which is like all I've ever wanted as somebody who doesn't like horror is to be like, but just like, tell me what the twisty ending That's it. Was. That's it. Me That's too. what I want to know. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're like that, and if you love horror movies, Hallie is an amazing, you know, recanter <laughs> of, yeah. of all of the gory you know twists and details and she's very funny so we have a great time do you ever get people listening and then going have you seen this one or that one to her so yeah, that people she can... oh yeah yeah people definitely write in and they're like do this one i won't see it please <laughs> like people like recommend also like obviously there's so many quarters of the horror genre but like right. there's always people who are like I read the description of this and it's so messed up. I could never watch it. Could you please watch it? And tell me <laughs> like, what happens. And, yes. Uh, yeah. So we're doing a public service. Really? You really are. You really are. So yeah. what, so do you, are you doing a fern with the plants? What are you doing? So, you know, I had a fern and it was so beautiful and it was very delicate and they require, you know, I'm still like kind of learning like which ones I can handle. Right. Cause like I, I had a, I bought a, cactus this like huge cactus i like had a bit that i used to do about it do about it in stand-up when that existed yep um 
where I bought this, like I'd got, you know, in the, in the joke, I'm like, it's a $300 cactus. But of course I was given a gift card to a fancy cactus plant store. Yeah. And that's the only reason I could afford or decided to spend that kind of money. Uh, Cause it wasn't my money. Um, and it died like three weeks after I got it. And then like, it's a cactus. So like even just getting it out of the pot was like a nightmare. Cause it's so sharp and scary. And, right. and you want to keep so, the pot. Yeah, the pot was also part of the $300 experience, so right. I'm not going to lose it. So now I have a big, like, peace lily in it, and it feels like the antithesis of that entire experience. Um, so I've got a big peace lily, because mm-hmm. they don't need a lot of sun, so you can put it anywhere in your apartment. That's great. Um, I like I like apothos, because they get all, they're the ones that are, they're very hard to kill. Okay. Um, and they, they're just, play, I guess, if I had to describe them, I would be like, they're kind of plain like they're the they're the model for just plant lowercase p like that's you know if you're like what's a plant you're like this it would be like on like a flash card if it was a vocabulary word it would be a pothos like they're just leafy green plants that are pretty hard to kill and their their vines grow really long so you can kind of oh okay use that you know you've definitely most people don't know they have one in their house so they're seeing (laughs) right is it that yes yes that's it (laughs) i've totally seen that yeah, the, they're everywhere. The easy care. Yep. Uh, they're like pothos. for people who can't take care of anything. It's like get a pothos. You can put it wherever. It doesn't need a ton of anything. And hilariously, um, I typed in the word a pothos, and uh, it's actually a pothos. Yeah, pothos, a pothos. is right. It's actually yes. the pothos is the name of the album. Is the name yes. of the album. It's the name of the um, uh, name of the album. Yeah, <laughs> name of the plant. So you've got you've got the, a couple of those or one of those or got a, I got a couple of those. Mm-hmm. I've got um, I have a snake plant. Um, I have two snake plants, actually. They are also would be very familiar to you or anyone listening. If you're like, what the what the hell is that? Like, they're just kind of the tall leaf. It's just kind of like spike. My friend described it when I bought one as like she was like, it looks like the hair of someone like a cartoon on Nickelodeon. Like. Yep, that's them. <laughs> just and they're called super snake simple. plants because they kind of look like, but they look like a tall, like a like a yeah. They look like a, a bunch of snakes standing out up. of the ground. Yeah, they also are pretty hard to kill. Um, nice and can be and what you know you don't need to water them much. Right. Um, and then I've got a pen. I what's the oh, I've got a pencil cactus. Okay. That uh, they're just it. They, it looks it looks like a lot of green pencils all glued together. That's oh, but it's what many. They are. Many, yes. Okay. Many, many, many sticks. Okay. Uh, and it's another great plant that, like, as long as you got some sunlight, you can forget to water it for. We- yep. There you go. <laughs> for weeks at a time, Feel and it'll just to tune keep into growing. The YouTube, you guys, uh, because <laughs> you're getting me holding my phone up. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Perfect. <laughs> I once had a bonsai tree. Have you ever thought? Have you ever done any reading? You know, I haven't uh, ever had one. I feel like I wanted one when I was young because I remember there was a bonsai kiosk in our mall. Oh, and right, I would always right. be like, I want one of those. And my mom would be like, what? You're 10. You can't. I'm not buying you a plant. Like, <laughs> I think I was 30 and I killed it in a week. And yeah, uh, they seem delicate. Fragile. Yes. Yes. Very. And but very pretty. It was it was so gorgeous. Pretty. And so sadly- have kind of like. I feel like when I see them, and maybe this is because I only associate them with the kiosk in the mall selling a very specific planter style, but like it almost felt like they had a whole scene to them. Like, well, in it, the pot, like it, it looks like sort of like that, umbra- and- that one side umbrella kind of situation uh-huh. where the where, oh, sure. where where the trunk is on one side, and then they've they've Goes. they've curved it to make it look like sort of a shade or an awning. Yes, and I yes, I don't know what kind of tree it was. All I know is the guy who made it. 
um, and he gifted it to me. Uh, <laughs> I killed it immediately, and I felt really yeah. bad about it. And he was like, that's all right. I, I, do. I make a lot of them. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, man. All right. And uh, so um, what is there one that you would get that if you like, do, do, you, do you end up reading about houseplants? Do you end up or? Yeah, I like I follow a couple of different. I mean, maybe like five or more plant Instagram accounts. Okay. Some of them being just like, look at these pretty plants and some of them being like nurseries and gardens that you can shop at. Um, But there's one in Chelsea here in New York um, in particular, Chelsea Garden Center, shout out to them, a great Instagram account because they do these, I want like a tree, like I want a big, like indoor can't avoid it, indoor tree. I don't have the like setup or space for that, but it's my goal one day. Like it looks like a 10 foot. Tall enough, but I feel like it would need to be near a window, and my like window and door situation is like already full of plants, I guess. <laughs> um, but they do these reveals, like they have they they've figured out the drama of an Instagram video, and they a lot of the plants come um like wrapped in brown paper, like a brown paper bag kind of paper, like yes, that kind of paper, and they come like wrapped up in that because like when you're transporting them, you obviously need to protect them. And they do these reveals where, like, they'll pull it off and, like, all of the, you know, a lot of the plants are wider than they are when they're wrapped up. So then they, like, explode, like, oh, there's sort of a looks- fancy unboxing. Yes, exactly. They're really fun to watch. And I just end up, like, watching hours of those sometimes. And I'm like, wow, you need to just go outside. These are there. <laughs> like, you could go to the park and see some of these. <laughs> there are trees. And yes. uh, that's so funny. But that, uh, yeah, I, there's... Whenever I get into stuff, I'm just like, well, I should, I should get a book. I should watch mm-hmm. an Instagram. I, and yeah. then when you go to the garden center, do you end up just kind of browsing? And then oh, yeah. do, you, do you have a relationship with your plant people? So I do at the plant store. Uh, five blocks away? Up, up the, five blocks away slash uh, below my old building. And they are, you know, so I, you know, I'd be like, well, I, you know, I'm north facing and I'm on the third floor. So I get this much light and, uh, you know, this is how much room I have. And they're, they're like, oh, you want this one? And they're very good at like picking like what goes in what pot, um, which I really I like that kind of artistic adventure. OK, because of how it will grow and then how it yeah. will look once it's tall in that pot. Yes, because like some of them when you buy them are look, you know, are one thing, you know, they're yeah. like, oh, well, it's like a young plant. And like as they grow, like a pothos, for example, you know, you could buy it and it's just like, oh, I'm some, I'm some leaves. And like, I have one that I've had for like four years that like is now vines that reach the floor. Right. Um, so I had to like get a pot that like allowed for that kind of growth. And so you repotted it. Yeah, I do a lot of repotting. I have a pretty good vacuum now, but now I have a terrace oh, so I can do it outside if I want to. That is nice. Uh, can you um, hear yeah. the garbage truck go by at my, my uh, house, my apartment, my my garage, <laughs> wherever I am. Good for me. I did not hear that. <laughs> All right. Well, it's uh, it's loud. Uh, loud to you. <laughs> so I, I've been getting some comments about how that audio has changed a little bit around the, and so I'm a little oh. I'm a little aware. And then yes. in uh, my my old apartment, I lived across from uh, an Islamic center and then a mosque, and oh, right. which was like five times a day. Um, five times a day, and it would like, and I actually found it kind of soothing. Um, 
Well, the annoying thing is like it doesn't line up with a specific time of day, so it's not like you're like, oh, it's noon. Like you're like, oh, oh the sun it's is not at a, a cuckoo certain place. Clock. It's a uh, right, exactly. It's, a yeah, it's not a prayer. church bell, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like not they're like they're like we're not doing this to measure time for you, <laughs> which I'm like rude. But <laughs> uh, but I found it ve- I found it very soothing every time I would like I stopped hearing like I lived there for years and like I stopped hearing it at a certain point. But like when we were recording our podcast from home when I was still living there a few months ago, like we'd be like, all right, we have to hold for prayer. Uh, Right. Just like, wait. Well, and here's a nice thing, though, is that what? Wh- how great would it be if it just reminded you to sort of get in the moment? Yes. How beautiful it, would I that mean, have been? I feel like yes. it did. Right. Like, it takes you out of, like, TV a little bit. But, you know, it's... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I miss... I, like, I was like, oh, it's so weird living... My building now is just much... Qu- I lived on a very busy street in a very old building, so right. it was just a loud place to live. And now I'm in a newer building that's off the street a little bit, and I feel like, oh, this is what it's like to not... um have to live deal. in the din of the city, which is like part of why I live here. But I'm also like, oh, it's nice to just sleep through the night. I'm uh, just kidding. I haven't done that in years. <laughs> um. I'm so sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say I live in, in Van Nuys in Los Angeles in the Valley. Mm-hmm. And there is a constant. I'm essentially in between two hospitals, a police department Ooh. and two airports. So oh, perfect. Uh, allow me to great let, for audio. Uh, it's the helicopter. It's a it's a golden age Ugh. of being a helicopter uh, pilot, is what I'm saying in Van Nuys, <laughs> yes. and uh, good for them. So, <laughs> so you want a tree, but here's the thing about an indoor tree: will it stop growing when it hits the ceiling? W- will it? Will I, it course correct? I think it depends. I feel like they know how much space they have. Right. You know, I feel yeah like they must. They must yeah because they stop but, growing. Yeah. Yeah. When they run out of sort of nutrients or space. Yeah. I think. Space or if they're not getting enough light or you whatever. Could, it could so. be like a jungle. You could get like a. Like, I want that. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my end goal for this apart. I like joked early in the early in the pandemic where I was like, my apartment is like full of plants and I eat all my meals here. Like, I think I just live at the Rainforest Cafe now. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's got to be good for um, circulation of air. I think so. I tell myself that every time I drop like $50 at a plant store. I'm like, this is an air purifying purchase. I have an air purifying purchase uh, that uh, Lori Kilmartin suggested I do. And my electric bill has been crazy the last three months. Yeah. Because I have uh, three of them and they've been going nonstop. And Mm. um, so two days ago, I turned them all off uh, because I got the bill. And uh, and that makes sense. And then, I've done that with a space heater before. <laughs> and I've been coughing for a day. So oh, uh, in other words, it's like, I think they work. Yeah, it's upsetting to learn that they work. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, this wasn't just like. This wasn't just some thing. psychological like thing that I was right. doing. This yes, is a real, exactly. a real event. Now, here's, this is not going to be fair to you, okay. Allison okay. Libby, because mm-hmm. we only have about 10 more minutes. That's okay. But. I never liked that show. That's fair. <laughs> I re- I respect like I I respect anyone's taste in not liking anything. This show. Me too. Yeah. And right. And I think you that like what you like. You don't like, like what, what you, you don't like. like. And I think that spending fifty minutes talking about these other things was kind of fascinating, and I love it. Yes. And yeah. uh, so, Allison, Allison, Libby, tell me about the television show Seinfeld. I mean, it just, <laughs> I understand why some people don't like it. I get that. What, what I, do you think there, what, what is there to like? What is, I mean, it's very, it's, it's well I written, up, I think. 
It's very well written. And I think, except for Jerry Seinfeld, the performances are incredible. That's true, too. Acting-wise. Jason Alexander and um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Michael Richards for all of his many other, you know, problems. uh, Well, they start the landing. Yeah. Are great comedic actors. Like, no question. And they're given a lot of, like, fun to have. Right. And I think that, like, they're great. And Jerry Seinfeld got better. Yes. And like, I think like to me, his bad acting is funny. Okay. He's so bad at it. Like, and I just like when someone is really good at some things and bad at other stuff. Like it's refreshing to remember like people aren't just, you know, I feel like now, especially like in entertainment, Mm -hmm. everyone has to be like writer, actor, stand up, uh, editor, it, like yeah. editor, you know, host, mm-hmm. like all these things. And it's like back then it was just like very clear that that was not the case. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm a great stand up and a great writer, you know, if that's something you believe, I don't right, know. Right. You do. um, but like, he's clearly very good at both of those things. And then just a terrible actor. And it was like, well, can't win them all. Can't it's win called them Seinfeld. All. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he, but the show itself is, it's this thing. I think I was talking to Hallie about it is that, um, there's with sitcoms themselves that there is this communication problem mm-hmm. and that most things could be resolved in horror films yeah. and in sitcoms. If someone would have a conversation, right? Just one quick phone call or one like, Oh wait, that's not what I meant. Oh, that's okay. Not never what mind. I meant. <laughs> we're, we're done on minute three. Uh, there's no episode because it's just like, Oh, I didn't say I wanted a salad. I wanted a sandwich. Oh, okay. I'll just change your order. Like that's it. That's the whole plot. Like, um, yeah, I, I do agree with that. And it does feel, you know, I, I think like so much modern comedy is like trying to be more grounded in realism mm-hmm. and like Seinfeld. I mean, it's a Neil Simon play. It's a, it's a play. It's a performance. Yeah. It's like, it's a, com- it's a, they're a comedy of errors. Right. It's, it's, it feels contrived because it yes. is contrived and right. it, and it, it is contrived on purpose. Yes. And it goes to its furthest lengths. Like I, yes. I wrote a spec script for Seinfeld um, oh, wow. when I thought I wanted to do that. And mm-hmm. the spec script was literally uh, George was on a bus and mm-hmm. he thought the bus driver didn't like him. And the bus driver had a very large belt buckle. So he, George thought that he would bond with this guy by also wearing a large <laughs> belt buckle. So he buys an Perfect. absurdly large belt buckle. <laughs> And wears it on my spec script. And so, and the guy thinks that George is making fun of him by having the large belt buckle. And it's perfect. And then George also um, has to wear the belt buckle so that we could all see it and laugh. And Seinfeld and Julia Louise Dreyfus can laugh at it. Anyway. Yes. That's so much that that's like, like, I'm like, yeah, that could easily be an episode of that show. Like, that's all. But yeah, what I feel like. What are your faves? I, I, I mean, the pen, the episode where it all takes, and there's no, there's no George in that entire episode, which I find, sh- like, I find that character to be so funny and Jason Alexander is such a good actor and he's not in it at all. And it's still like probably my favorite episode. Um, which that's where Jerry and Elaine go down to Florida. And like, I am Jewish. I grew up with a Jewish family. My grandparents, like I would go to New Jersey and visit them with my mother and like, I watched Seinfeld and I'm like, this is a documentary. Like this is exactly <laughs> like, this is exactly what it was like to just be with absolutely 
out of their mind crazy people just who are manic. living life like they're not. Yeah, yeah, just out, just outrageously. And George upset isn't in and this. Like, and George is not in this one. He go, it's Jerry and Elaine go down to Florida. They visit his parents, and his parents are like too real to me. Like they're so. It's like what I latched onto. I was like, oh, I've seen this before, um, <laughs> in life. Uh, and Jerry ends up uh, one of their fr- Jack Klompus, one of their parent, his parents' friends, comes over and is like bragging about this pen he got that like the astronauts use because it's not affected. You can write upside down. Right, right. The gravity thing. Which, yeah. And Jerry's like, that'd be so great. I write so many, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night, I write in bed and I feel like the pen, I'm always like, it's always going out because I'm like kind of laying down. And he's like, take it. And he's like, no, I couldn't. He's like, no, take it. Take the pen. Jerry, take the pen. And it's like, Jerry being like, I don't want it. Like I'm not. And finally he's just like, fine, I'll take it. And then like, it becomes this like, huge crisis to the Seinfelds and all of their neighbors that everybody's talking about like Jerry took the pen and I'm just like this is real <laughs> like as as contrived and stupid as Seinfeld is I'm like but that is real like everybody <laughs> in the neighborhood talking about this like tiny little like interaction between two people right and it being a whole episode I'm like that's like very funny to me that okay that uh that kind of sums up I mean the thing is if you could relate to that and it doesn't trigger yes you wanting to never leave your home again because sometimes yes. so, sometimes I'll watch a sitcom and I'm like no I know that that that's exactly that and that genuinely hurt my feelings or made me yeah. scared or did Upset some me. other damn thing where I'm like I'm out I'm out yeah and uh but but the uh I do remember I worked in college I worked for a couple named Sid and Sophie Sweet and uh, Sid, Sid Sweet, uh, Sweet Tees, it was a t-shirt company. I sold uh, t-shirts for him. Uh, my entire family worked for his entire family, essentially. And, oh, well. <laughs> um, and he used to bitch about his first cousin. And uh, he was bitching about his first cousin to me once. And remember, I'm 19. And he right. was born literally in his 70s. Uh, he lived to be like 99 <laughs> years old. And he had to be in his 70s, except for he wasn't. He had to be right. in his fifties, but he looked like he was in his seventies and, uh, and he worked harder than anyone like from, from right. pre-dawn till way into the night. Uh, and so whatever, but he's bitching about his cousin. And I was like, who are you talking about? And he's like, I talk about her all the time. You don't know who I'm talking about. And I said, I can't tell you how much she doesn't affect my life <laughs> and how I don't care about your cousin. Yes. And, um, and he, it kind of blew his mind. He literally that you don't care that I don't care that you don't want to like get into right. it. He about brought her. Mark Sweet, his son, who he was <laughs> merciless to, to tell him the story about how I didn't care about their their cousin yeah. Gussie or whatever the hell her name was, and um, he was like, "See, that's that makes sense. She shouldn't care, right? <laughs> I shouldn't care." <laughs> it was this whole <laughs> like all of that kind of behavior like I find very funny on screen but also like because I grew up very like comfortable around that like I feel but I get why people are like so put it like there are so many people who are like I can't watch anything that Larry David does because like it makes me uncomfortable oh seeing even him more do so. stuff even more more so. yeah. way more than Seinfeld yeah. Seinfeld's and like whatever I, I I understand people's aversion but like I was talking with Josh Gondelman about Seinfeld he's another fan of it and we were just we talk about it often right and we were just like, we were both like, 
But the sign, the New York of Seinfeld is actually like the New York I live in. Okay. As opposed to like any other show, like everybody's like, you know, friends. I moved to New York to se- for sex in the city. And it's like, okay, well, that's terrifying. Right. Um, <laughs> My <laughs> like, condolences don't, to your Don't checkbook. do that. <laughs> yes. Yes. But like, there's so many like, you know, movie New Yorks or television New Yorks that people, you know, seek out when they move here or find themselves living. And for me, like it's Seinfeld. Like it's, we've decided that like Seinfeld is just, you just want to hang out with your friends and every day you're just kind of like getting annoyed by colossal morons. And I was like, yeah, that's what it's like to live here. And so like, I find it very accurately reflected in a show from like 30 years ago. Right. Right. And, um, and I used to, I have a friend, uh, Jim Wooster who said that, uh, there are two kinds of people, people who like Seinfeld and the people who like friends. And I was like, I like friends. And he goes, my, I'm so sorry to hear that. And, uh, (laughs) And but the thing because the friends is also full of narcissists who yeah. have nothing to give to society <laughs> except right. for They're, yeah that's also reflective of New York and humanity right. in a different way right right <laughs> and and they, they are also self absorbed and uh, but better looking sort of yes. Yeah, uh, because they're right. all kind of you're not like offended that they're having sex. But on Seinfeld, it's a little offensive that any of them. Have, you're just like, <laughs> you're ruining the whole concept. But, but, wait, you two are dating these attractive women. You're just regular people. Uh, now that feels real uh, yeah. with, oh, with, yeah. uh, with male comics. <laughs> and um, oh, but it's it's funny. He also did a, a, a Jim Wooster also did this analogy of that um, that. People who like old Albert Brooks versus people who like new Albert Brooks, and the people who like oh. old Albert Brooks, like Lost in America, right. and uh, and all that, versus uh, defending your life and mother, mm-hmm. are the difference between people who like Seinfeld and Friends. And I was like, I think you've taken the analogy. I mean, I, I'm fine with it, but a little far, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but it's um, but I I just I want I I've always wanted to like Seinfeld, just because yeah, I know that. that it's. But I, but I always think, okay, well, just be, be, just tell her, just tell her you don't want to be engaged. And right, right, <laughs> right. There's a lot of that where you're like, why didn't you just say you bought the salad? Like, why didn't you just give the pen back? Like, there's so many like things where it's like, this is so easily resolved in real life. But also like, I have watched those scenarios spin out in real life. And I'm like, oh, everybody's crazy. <laughs> That's <laughs> Everybody's just holding on for dear life to some straight, like anything. <laughs> right. It's a, But I wonder if it, I always wonder, and I was talking to Hallie about her love of, of horror movies and mm-hmm. because... Uh, I had Mike Drucker on and he was talking about how he deals with uh, anxiety. Um, It kind of, um, was it him? I forget who it was. Whatever. Anyway, people deal with anxiety in different ways. And one of the ways is to watch horror movies and watch things get played out and and not be there for them. And I wonder if the love of certain sitcoms, you're like, this is a way to, it could be a way to teach people to find boundaries. Yes. Because there aren't any in almost any sitcom ever. Yeah. There are no boundaries. <laughs> there's no communication. There's no boundaries. None, nothing. It's a hellscape <laughs> socially. I do think I've, t- Hallie and I have talked about anxiety and horror movies before and like that seeing it play all the way out can feel like some kind of resolution. Like when there's resolution, there's some like comfort to that. And I do think that like, sitcoms provide that as well there's such a like beginning here's the problem here's it getting worse here's it getting resolved like you finish an episode you're like okay that's over right you know 
<laughs> they solved that problem. At least we yes. don't have that issue again. Yeah. And that's so funny. Allison uh, Libby, I thank you so much for being on The Dork Forest. This was so much fun. I loved all of all of All this. of this the topics lovely. were super fun. All the topics. And we got to kind of meander around just things that you love. That's, yeah, that's what I like. I just like liking stuff. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. That's a, it's such a dork forest moment. And yeah. uh, so thank you so much. Everybody, find Allison Leiby on the web at Allison Leiby, one L in Allison, A-L-I-S-O-N, Leiby, L-E-I-B-Y. And uh, the name of the podcast is Ruined. And uh, we've we've told you what it is. Go out there and yeah. find it. You got this. Yeah, go, go listen. And, and you know the rules out there, Rangers. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat, my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. We, why don't we just call that as the end of the show?